From the Beantown Athletic Studio in Boston, this is the Danny Picard Show, Monday, January 2nd, 2017. Today's show presented by Beantown Athletics, your number one source for screen printing and embroidery. From designing to printing, Beantown Athletics does it all. Go to beantownathletics.com right now and get a free quote for your customized apparel. Today's show is also presented by DraftKings. You can play for free right now at DraftKings.com by using my promo code PIC. That's P-I-C, which is my nickname for anybody wondering what that stands for. Use the promo code P-I-C and play for free right now at DraftKings.com. DraftKings is the destination for one-week fantasy football, even in the playoffs. And that's right, the NFL playoffs will begin on Saturday night. Oakland in Houston. Then you got Detroit in Seattle. Those games on Saturday and on Sunday, Miami is in Pittsburgh and the New York Giants in Green Bay to take on the Packers. So you got four NFL playoff games this upcoming weekend and you can play DraftKings even in the playoffs at DraftKings. Every week is a brand new season. Just pick your contest, draft your team and follow the action live. And it's not just football. DraftKings has something for everybody. NBA, NHL, Major League Baseball, soccer, golf, NASCAR, MMA, you name it, they have it set up. Private leagues, or if you're new to DraftKings, join beginner contest. There are huge prize pools every single day, so don't wait. Start your new season right now at DraftKings.com. And again, use the promo code PIC, that's P-I-C, to play for free with your first deposit. DraftKings. Com. Happy New Year. This is the first show of 2017. Uh, Pete, Happy New Year to you. How you doing? I'm good. I'm in good. In this 2017. Grinding on a holiday. It's yeah. a wide holiday. Yeah, I, I didn't know it was a holiday. Yeah. I come in today. You guys, doors are locked here at Beantown Athletics. You're telling me it's a holiday. I'm looking at you funny. <laughs> Why is this a holiday? I don't know. Like, honestly, like, is it just because people who have full-time jobs need the day because New Year's was on a Sunday, they so it's like it. they were getting that day off anyway, so you need to get a holiday, so you take Monday when it's January 2nd? I don't, I mean, I guess that's the logic, right? That's why. I mean, that's why we shut yeah. down. That's, I don't <laughs> shut down. I didn't shut shit no, down. No, that's why we shut down Beantown. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's what I mean. I didn't shut down. The boys need no a day off. No holiday here. Not, not for us, though. No. We're in here. No, you're in here. Yeah, we're in here grinding. You're in here grinding away. Um, I'm in here grinding away as well. You just can't come in and get your skate shopping today. For anybody who might be thinking, listening to this this afternoon, thinking they can get their skate shopping here at Beantown. You can't because the doors are locked, even though you see the studio light on. We are giving you a show. I am bringing you the first show of 2017. You know, it's funny. I'm going to get into football because this is a big football Monday. Black Monday in the National Football League uh, with announcements, coaches either retiring, Gary Kubiak, or, or, you know, coaches just getting downright fired. Uh, this is Black Monday in the NFL. I, we wouldn't really know what that feels like here in New England it, because the Monday after the NFL regular season ends, you know, this is a day in which we look at the playoff picture. Like, we're used to just looking at the playoff picture, not talking about coaches getting fired. So I'm going to spend more time on the playoff picture today. I'm going to look back at what happened yesterday in Week 17 in the NFL uh, and some of the things that were clinched and what happened, and, and take a look at the playoff picture. But a couple things going on just this weekend outside of football, and even today, like, 
the Winter Classic is today. I thought it was yesterday. Now, I'm a hockey guy, but I will be the first person to tell you that they have way too many outdoor games. Like, what was that yesterday? That Centennial Classic? What the fuck is that? Like, didn't Toronto and Detroit play in the Winter Classic? Were they not the Winter Classic last year? I thought they were. I, I, I mean, I, I guess I'm just losing track of what game is the Winter Classic and what's not. So what's the Winter Classic? Today, St. Louis and Chicago, the Blackhawks and the Blues in St. Louis, where the St. Louis Cardinals play? So what, So yesterday was yesterday you had outdoor games. Did you have one or two outdoor games? They had an outdoor game a couple months ago. With the, they didn't even tell anybody about it. They just said, you know, it's like, oh, there's an outdoor game tonight. Really? Didn't know. They have too many outdoor games. Um, it's just, it, it's too much. You know, I want that game to be special again, the Winter Classic. I want that on New Year's Day. I don't care if New Year's falls on a Sunday. It doesn't matter to me. Uh, why? You know, let's... Winter Classic, New Year's Day, one game outside of year, that's it. Now they have like 17 outdoor games, which just takes away from the special feeling that you have when you see or go to an outdoor game. Uh, they do have a rink at Fenway too, by the way, and I will be playing in the media hockey game tomorrow on Tuesday afternoon. The weather's supposed to be nasty though, right? 40 degrees and raining. I don't want to play hockey in the fucking rain. Like, you know, some people, ah, oh, put your big boy pants on. If big boy pants? I'd, I grew up playing hockey indoors in a rink. Not in the rain. Snow would be fine. Freezing cold temperatures, I can deal with that. I've played in some of the coldest rinks in the world, okay? Um, in the rain? I don't want to play hockey in the rain, but it will be cool to be at Fenway. I just, deep down inside, I'm hoping they postpone it so we can get a sunny day. Like, I want to play outdoors in the sun. Give me that. We'll see how it goes. Maybe they will postpone it. I have no idea. But I got that going on tomorrow. Uh, so today, you got bowl. You know, you what? You got bowl games today. You got the Winter Classic today on this Monday. And uh, before I really get into football, Pete, you see Ronda Rousey. She got knocked out. What yeah, Friday she, night? She got messed she up. Got she got messed up. Oh my up. god. She's done, man. Oh my god. <laughs> what? Now what is it? That poor girl. Because you're a fight fan. I'm yeah. a fight fan oh, yeah. too. I, I I'm not gonna lie. I didn't watch this. I just, it wasn't, you know, the holidays. It just wasn't on my radar. Yeah, I missed it too. I saw the recap, but it was, I, it was quick enough. 48 seconds, season, 48 right? Seconds, yeah. First round, uh, knockout. Um, is it, is she rattled? Is, is Ronda Rousey, was she thinking of the last fight? Or, you know, have people figured her out? And, and is she, was she even that good? Or was she just beating up on girls that were really brutal? Think about how much time what she took off, it? though, in between that fight. A full year, right? Yeah, it was a full year. And then she goes in fighting the champ, Nunez. That girl is is no joke. <laughs> she hits like a man. Yeah. I don't think she missed one punch that she threw in that fight. She must have got hit like hey, 47 for all, times. For all the women out there, that was Pete Needham, my <laughs> producer, saying she hits... Like a man. She does. I'm going to go like out on a George, limb and George say she, she hits harder than most men that I yes, know. Yes, okay? absolutely. Um, Ronda Rousey, I, I, I just, she's it's over, right? This is it. This is the end of, oh, the, she's done. End of the Ronda Rousey You can't come run. back for something like that. No. I just, you could tell right then and there she's done. But it's funny because I was, as I'm given the DraftKings read, I remembered that fight. I wasn't even going to bring it up. But, uh, you know, we do talk UFC Every once in a while, and that just came to me, and I'm like, "Wow, that was a, 
that was a pretty crazy moment, uh, you know, to end 2016 with, right? Ronda Rousey. Not just end of the year, end of her career, I would think. I don't know how she bounces back from this one, given how we saw and heard how she reacted uh, to the previous loss. So, uh, that's how the weekend began. The weekend ended with the National Football League's regular season ending. And uh, as I told you, here in New England, all we're thinking about is playoff football. So let's take a look back at Week 17 and what went on yesterday and some of the things that were clinched because there still were situations in which either playoff berths or seedings in the NFL playoffs could be could be changed yesterday. There were, there were different situations. Now, only two playoff spots needed to be filled and, and clinched yesterday, and those are both in the NFC. Every playoff spot in the AFC was clinched, but the seeding in the AFC was not finalized. Now, the Patriots played at 1 o'clock. They beat the Miami Dolphins in Miami. The Patriots needed a win to clinch the number one seed in the AFC. The Pats had already clinched the division. They already clinched the first round by. They needed a win in Miami to clinch the number one seed in the AFC and guarantee home field advantage and make sure that the road to the Super Bowl through the AFC goes uh, through Fox, goes through Foxborough, through Gillette Stadium. They, needed, they just needed a win. Now, it was possible that the Patriots could lose that game in Miami and still clinch, which they would have anyway. So the win ended up not mattering because Oakland lost in Denver. So the Patriots would have clinched the number one seed in the AFC anyways, uh, even if they lost to Miami. But that Oakland game was at 425. So what I told you going into this game, what I wrote in my columns last week, was the Patriots need to, because those games were at 4 o'clock and they were playing at 1, they needed to handle their own business. Take care of your own business. And that's what they did. They played to win. They played their starters. Um, Tom Brady, you know, even in bad field conditions, you know, everybody complaining about the field conditions and they did look awful heading into that game. You, you know, there were complaints about how the Patriots, you know, their, their flight was delayed the night before. They didn't get in until about 8.30 at night. They were supposed to get in at about 4 or 5. Uh, so they had to change their schedule the night before the game. Um, but that didn't matter. The Patriots knew what they they were going to do in Miami. They were playing to win. That's what I thought. That's what I told you they should have done. They did, and they won the game. It started out great. It got a little scary for a few minutes there at the end of the first half. But then in the second half, you saw what the Patriots can do uh, when uh, they have everybody going, everybody involved, from Legarrette Blunt uh, to even now Floyd, who is going to be a factor in the playoffs, right? Floyd, big kid, can go get the football, and he's strong, as you saw with that touchdown, getting in the end zone, pushing himself into the end zone. So Patriots, even without Gronk, they have an offensive attack that is the most dangerous offensive attack in the AFC, at least in the AFC, maybe in all the NFL. Patriots win in Miami 35-14, to and uh, they clinched the number one seed, in the AFC first round by, and they guarantee that the road to the Super Bowl goes through Gillette Stadium. Uh, after that, in the AFC, I told you Oakland lost in Denver. Oakland is just, they have to be depleted, deflated, whatever way you want to word it. Oakland is not in a good place because they had the first round by, and with them losing in Denver, losing their quarterback first, 
couple weeks ago. Losing Derek Carr, a potential MVP candidate. You lose Derek Carr, your offense goes to shit, then you lose your backup in McGloin yesterday, you bring in a rookie, Connor Cook. Big kid, can throw the ball downfield, not very accurate, as you saw yesterday. Uh, Oakland is just, they're in a bad place. They lose in Denver. And then with Kansas City winning in San Diego, Kansas City then clinches the division because they won and Oakland lost, which means Kansas City gets a first-round bye. So Oakland loses their quarterback, then they lose in Denver, and they fall out of a first-round bye, and they lose out in the division. And now Oakland is sitting there as the five seed, and they have to go on the road in the first round of the playoffs. So, wow. Have things changed for the Oakland Raiders heading into the postseason? Uh, so that's another look at the AFC. And with all that going on, Miami stays in the sixth seed. Pittsburgh had already clinched the three seed. Houston was in that four seed because they were the final division winner. And uh, the playoff picture in the AFC is set. The Patriots, the one seed. Kansas City, the two seed. So New England and Kansas City got a first round bye. And the divisional round, which begins this coming weekend, you're going to get the number three seed Pittsburgh Steelers hosting the number six seed Miami Dolphins and the number four seed Houston Texans hosting the number five seed Oakland Raiders. But, I mean, would you take a look at the wild card round and the first round of the playoffs and the quarterbacks in the AFC? I mean, take a look at this. All right, Ben Roethlisberger, that's really the only one here that that really jumps off the screen of you and say, hey, I want to watch this guy play. With Miami, you know, Miami goes to Pittsburgh. Now, Miami already beat Pittsburgh this year, but that was the game. Big Ben got hurt. He got hurt in that game. Um, and so I don't know how much, you act, how much stock you want to put into that win from Miami, and I know Miami has played some great football down the stretch, but if you look at the teams that they've actually beaten, Go look at the second half of their schedule. That was a very light schedule for Miami. And um, so I wouldn't put too much stock into the number of wins, that, uh, the type of run that they went on. Now, they've lost Tannehill. Matt Moore has stepped in a quarterback. Maybe Matt Moore is going to be their quarterback in this game against Pittsburgh. But they're saying Tannehill has a shot. They're saying he has a shot. Either way, would you really pick Miami to go into Pittsburgh and win this game? I just can't do it. I wouldn't be able to do it. Uh, regardless, because if Tannehill plays, he's not going to be 100%. And if they do go with Matt Moore, I mean, would you ever take Matt Moore on a playoff game over Big Ben in Pittsburgh? There's no way. Uh, so I, I don't think Miami, and you saw Miami yesterday against the Patriots. When when you get to the, you know, you get into January, uh, this time of year, this Dolphins team, no, I'm sorry. They're just not going to get it done. Uh, they're not going to go into Pittsburgh and win that game. And then you got Houston. I mean, look at the quarterbacks here. Now, Osweiler came back in. He got benched for Macho Man Randy Savage. And then Savage took a hit yesterday on a QB sneak. And he had to go into concussion protocol. Osweiler came back in the game. Now, Bill O'Brien, Houston Texans coach, afterwards yesterday did not commit to any quarterback. But if I am Bill O'Brien... I would have to go with Osweiler. And I'm not an Osweiler guy, but I just think in that spot, the kid you gave the contract to, uh, I just think that's that's the guy you go with, right? And I'm not, I don't like Osweiler. I don't, I don't think he's a very good quarterback. I don't think he deserved the contract that he received. I told you that when he first got it. But if you're going to go with someone in the playoffs at home, 
against an Oakland Raiders team that who knows who they're going to be starting. It's either McGloin or Cook. I think they might go with Cook, the rookie. I think they might go with Cook and just throw it up to their big receivers and, and hope they can come down with it. That, that, that might be a strategy they use. But Oakland, I mean, I don't even, if you ask me to pick right now, I think I, think I might take the home team in this one. I might take the home cooking. So if you're Houston, I think you go with Osweiler. Uh, so think of the quarterbacks here. You're going to have either Tannehill or Moore. Then you're going to have either Cook or McGloin. Or you're going to have Savage or Osweiler. I just threw out at least three names that some average football fan might say, who? Like, who are these guys? Like, this is the NFL playoff picture in the AFC. So here's the deal. If you're a Patriots fan out there today, which I am, the first thing I look at is who could the Patriots play in the first round? Since they have the first round by, Patriots will be sitting at home this weekend, and they'll be wondering who's coming to Gillette Stadium for their first playoff game, which, by the way, the Patriots' first playoff game is going to be Saturday, January 14th, so a week from Saturday, and it's going to be 8.15 p.m. Saturday night, January 14th on CBS. The Patriots will either play the number six seed Miami Dolphins, the number four seed Houston Texans, or the five seed Oakland Raiders. So the schedule this coming weekend, Saturday, January 7th at 4.30, Oakland will be at Houston. And you got to watch this game because if Pittsburgh beats Miami on Sunday at 1 o'clock, which I expect they will in Pittsburgh, right? I'd put my money on Pittsburgh in that one. If Pittsburgh beats Miami, Pittsburgh automatically goes to Kansas City, which means the Patriots will play the winner of the Oakland-Houston game, which means that the Patriots will be going to the AFC Championship and it will be at Gillette Stadium. I mean, do you think Oakland, without Derek Carr, is going to come into Gillette and win in the cold weather? No, that's not going to happen. Do we think the Houston Texans would come into Gillette Stadium, right, and beat the Patriots? Brock Osweiler would do this. That this Texans team, they just have had so many moments in which they just look no good. Osweiler was benched not too long ago. I mean, no, it's just Houston's not going to be the team that knocks off the Patriots. And let's just say that Miami pulls off this crazy upset on Sunday at one. They would automatically, if Miami wins, regardless of what happens in Oakland, Houston, if Miami upsets Pittsburgh Sunday at one in Pitt, Miami would come to Gillette Stadium for that Saturday night game. We just saw the Miami Dolphins. Now, I know we saw Matt Moore, but don't forget, if Tannehill plays, he won't be 100%. In fact, he'll be even worse than that. If he plays and wins at Pittsburgh, he'll be all banged up. Who, who, so who knows what happens? Maybe Tannehill gets one game in him. I don't know. But um, that's the way this thing looks in the AFC. So it's either Miami coming to Gillette, Houston coming to Gillette, or Oakland coming to Gillette. Are you scared of any of those three teams? There's no way. There's no way you could possibly be scared of any of those three teams. And if you're looking ahead to the AFC championship, which is not crazy of you to do, what are you looking at, basically? I think it's, it's either Pittsburgh or Kansas City. I think Pittsburgh's going to beat Miami, which means I think I think it's going to be the Houston Texans coming to Gillette, um, and I think you'll win that game. There'll be some people that might be scared of Houston's defense. I'm not going to. I won't be that guy. Um, but it's either going to be Pittsburgh or Kansas City. If Pittsburgh goes to Kansas City 
for the divisional round, then, you know, Kansas City, they might be the team right now that's got the defense with the good enough offense that's going to have the home game in the divisional round that could be coming to Gillette. And that's a Kansas City team that came to Gillette last year in the divisional round. And you know what? It wasn't a blowout by any means, but I just, there was not one moment in which I was really scared of Kansas City, and I'm not really scared of them again this year. So I think the road to the Super Bowl is pretty clear for the Patriots. And you know what that means? I have my eye on the NFC as well. And as we go over to the NFC, you know, there were a couple things that happened in week 17 in the NFC that factored into their playoff race because the only two playoff berths that were not clinched leading into yesterday's games were in the NFC. Um, but those were clinched early when the Washington Redskins lost to the New York Giants. All Washington had to do was win and get in, which would have meant the Green Bay-Detroit game last night would have not just been for the division on Sunday Night Football, but also for the final playoff spot. Instead, Washington loses to the Giants. Washington had a win. That was a playoff game for the Redskins yesterday. And in fact, the Giants had nothing to play for. They were already locked in to the number five seed. Okay? New York was already locked in to the number five seed. And so they the, the Giants win. And they eliminate the Washington Redskins um, from playoff contention, which gave the the Lions and the Packers an automatic playoff berth, which meant that last night's Sunday Night Football, the Lions and the Packers were playing for the division. The winner of that game, they knew going in, the winner of that game last night, Green Bay and Detroit, would win the division and host a first-round playoff game against the Giants. The loser of that game knew that they'd lose the division, still make the playoffs, be the sixth seed, the final wild card spot, and have to go to Seattle. So what would you rather do? Win and play a Giants team that is looking pretty good right now this time of year, in your own, but you play in your own building, have the home game, and you'd host the Giants, pretty damn good Giants team, or would you rather lose, go on the road against Seattle? Which is, Seattle hasn't looked downright dominant here towards the end of the regular season. What would you rather do? Well, I still would rather have the home game. So it, it, I'd rather host any game. doesn't matter who it would be. I'd rather have the home game. So you obviously rather win. Uh, it's unfortunate that Detroit now has to go to Seattle. Green Bay wins that game last night. Aaron Rodgers, 40 touchdown passes. I, had, I was wrong on Green Bay. I told you a couple weeks ago they were done. But what, they win six straight now coming into the playoffs. They're one of the hottest teams in the league entering the playoffs. They're going to get a home playoff game at 10-6. and six. They host the New York Giants. And this one is going to be on Sunday afternoon at 4.30. Right now, the Pack is a four-point favorite. And, uh... Again, the other game, Seattle hosting Detroit. But Seattle, the three seed, I wouldn't want to go to Seattle. I know that they, they have had their shaky moments late this season, but you don't want to go to Seattle. So that's a tough loss for Detroit last night. Green Bay wins it. They win the division. They're the fourth seed. And Atlanta, their win over New Orleans yesterday gave them a first-round bye over Seattle. See, Seattle's win, if Atlanta lost to New Orleans... And since Seattle won, Seattle would have jumped into a first-round bye. They did not because Atlanta controlled their own destiny. They won. And the Atlanta Falcons, 11-5, they get a first-round bye. So here's how it looks in the NFC. Dallas, the one seed, 
Atlanta the two seed. So Dallas and Atlanta get the first round buys. The road to the Super Bowl to the NFC goes through Dallas. And then the wild card round, the first round of the playoffs, you got the three seed Seattle Seahawks hosting the six seed Detroit Lions. And the four seed Green Bay Packers hosting the five seed New York Giants. And if you're looking for the schedule for those games, uh, Detroit and Seattle is going to be Saturday night. Uh, that's at, what, 8.15, and then the Giants-Packers game is Sunday afternoon at 4.30. So um, that's the way the playoff race looks. So I don't, I don't think Detroit's going into Seattle and winning, which means that Seattle, if they win, they'll automatically go to Atlanta in the divisional round, which means Dallas would host the winner of the Giants-Packers game. Oh, I tell you what, I... I have a feeling we're going to see Dallas, New York. I just got this feeling. We're seeing Dallas, New York in in, in the divisional round. And that's going to be an NFC East battle showdown. I just have this feeling that Seattle's hosting the NFC Championship over the Giants. And I kind of predicted this, what, like six or seven weeks ago. I even threw that clip into... The best of episode. If, if you missed it, go check it out. I put a lot of time into it. It's basically an album. I gave you the best of 2016 in a podcast. It's like four hours long. And some people go, who's going to listen to four-hour podcast? They say, well, what I did was on the website and even on iTunes and the description, I, I basically gave the description of every audio clip that I put in, 16 total audio clips. And I didn't, it just happened to be 16 for 2016. Just happened to me. 16 total audio clips, and uh, I gave it when they started, when they ended. So go check that out. And one of the clips was me sort of predicting weeks ago what the final four in the NFL would look like. I obviously put the Patriots there, and I said, the AFC Championship is going to be the Patriots hosting some poor schmuck in the AFC. And in the NFC, I got this feeling it's going to be the Giants and the Seahawks, and it's setting up just that way. Uh, and if I had to, you know, sort of, pick these games out in my head right now, I'd say Seattle goes beats Detroit, goes into Atlanta. I'd say the Giants beat the Packers and go into Dallas. I'd say the Giants will get um, a crazy, another crazy road playoff win over the Cowboys and then have to go to Seattle. But I wouldn't take the Giants winning in Seattle, which I think sets us up for the Patriots-Seahawks Super Bowl 51 on February 5th in Houston. Uh, I, I, I didn't, I didn't think I was going to go into predictions on this show, but it just, as I play this thing out in my head and as I think about it out loud, that just seems to be the obvious pick for me. My obvious early Super Bowl pick, Patriots aren't going to lose their two playoff games at home. They're going to the Super Bowl and who's coming out of the NFC. I think this thing plays out Seattle and the Giants in Seattle in the NFC Championship. That would so my final four, if I had to really get into, you know, deep detail in the AFC, Pittsburgh, Kansas City, who would be in the AFC Championship game against the Patriots? I'd have to go Kansas City. I'd say Patriots, Kansas City, Giants, Seahawks is the final four. That's what I'd say. Patriots, Chiefs, and then Giants, Seahawks, and then my Super Bowl Patriots, Seahawks. That would be my early prediction as I take a look at the playoff picture in the NFL. If you're looking at spreads this early, at least for the wild card round, Oakland and Houston, 
Uh, the Texans are a three-point favorite, which they should be. That's basically the home field favorite right there, three-point favorite uh, for Houston. Uh, Seattle on Saturday night is a seven-and-a-half-point favorite over Detroit. Then you have, on Sunday, Pittsburgh, a 10-point favorite over the Dolphins. And the Packers, a four-point favorite over the Giants. That, that, that extra point, putting it plus four. I, you gotta, I think you got to take the points in that. But I'll give, I'll give my picks with the spread on Friday's podcast. Picks, picks will continue, as will DraftKings. Though, I, are we going to bring in Gomes? Are we done with Gomes? Is Gomes done? You know, it just it rubbed me the wrong way when he came in with no voice. It rubbed me the wrong way when he came in a couple times, like didn't know, wasn't ready, or was late. Um, you should have did a best of I, Gomes. Well, he would, we did one, <laughs> but it was a no, goof. Just, just all him, just the best of I him. I should have, but people would be like, "What? what is going on? <laughs> I, I, You know, I don't know if that's one of those moments that people would stick around for. Um, I, you know, look, he gives nice DraftKings advice, this, that, the other thing, but I mean, I just, I don't know that we're going to keep rolling with that segment through the playoffs, uh, but I will keep rolling with picks, picks. I usually do five games with the spread. There's only four games for the a wild card round, so I'll do that on Friday, but that's an early look at the NFL playoff picture. I mean, the AFC's kind of, it's almost laughable. It's almost laughable what you got going on in the AFC. It really is. And it's funny because you look at some of the teams that are on the outside looking in. Tennessee. You know, then Mariota gets hurt. I, I still think they could have made a run. Denver. Eh, maybe if they had a quarterback. Maybe some would go on there for the uh, reigning Super Bowl champs. Baltimore at 8-8. Eight and eight. I just, they were a good team. That's on the outside looking in. I'm... Indianapolis, you got to think at some point with Andrew Luck, they'll have something going on in the next couple of years, right? Get some type of defense in there in Indy. Um, but I just kind of feel like off the top of my head, Tennessee's a more dangerous team than a couple of these playoff teams in the AFC. Denver's a more dangerous team. Baltimore's a more dangerous team. I think a team, teams like the Patriots, Kansas City, and even Pittsburgh, I think they sort of luck out. Because I think you could put Tennessee, Denver, and Baltimore into the four, five, six seeds in the AFC if you didn't necessarily do it by division and did it by best team. And I think you could say Tennessee, Denver, Baltimore would be more dangerous playoff teams right now than Houston, an Oakland team with no quarterback, and a Miami team that doesn't really know who their quarterback is. I just did. So I think teams like New England, Kansas City, Pittsburgh have sort of lucked out here in the early stages of the AFC playoff picture. But playoff football is a great time of year. And I just think, though, here in New England, we're, you know, this, we talk about the revenge tour for Tom Brady. What's at stake, or at least what I think he has his sights set on. Here's what I have my sights set on. February 5th, in Houston, you got that, that podium that they set up with the confetti coming down. And Roger Goodell has to shake Tom Brady's hand and give him the Lombardi Trophy. And essentially, you would think, would have to apologize for some of the stupidity that's gone on in the National Football League over the last two and a half years. I didn't even really get to enjoy the last Patriots championship. You know, we had the Malcolm Butler interception. We went nuts over that for a little bit. But it was almost like... Deflategate was so, you know, it was, it, we were involved in Deflategate and wrapped up into it so much that 
we didn't really get to enjoy the championship, right? This time around, am I am I jumping the gun? Am I already giving the Patriots a Super Bowl? Well, look, I'm putting them in the Super Bowl. I just told you. I don't. Are they going to win it? Well, let's see the matchup. It, will it be Seattle? That's going to be a tough game. Patriots already lost to Seattle this year. That, that's going to be a tough game. No, no Earl Thomas, but that that's a tough game. Still, neutral site, good for the Patriots, obviously, but that's a tough game. Uh, let's get there first. But I just, the idea that Tom Brady is going to have a chance to be in that game and then have a chance to stand on that stage with Roger Goodell, shake his hand, and take that Lombardi trophy out of his hands, that's going to be one of the more special moments in the history of the National Football League, okay? Because that would be Tom Brady basically giving a big fuck you to Roger Goodell, right? That's what that would be. And I, I just... I can't, it just, it may, it'll make it that much sweeter. It'll be great and sweet if the Patriots win a championship anyways, even if that wasn't a factor, even if that wasn't a storyline. But with that being a storyline, holy shit, like that could be a special night. And, um, you know, I mean, embrace this, right? Like people, some people say, oh, you're getting ahead of yourself. You're jinxing, you're this, you're that. No, 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 no. I'm embracing all of this because... As I, I keep telling you, and I'm not going Max Kellerman on you, telling you Tom Brady's going to fall off a cliff. Look, Tom Brady might win the, the NFL MVP, okay? Now, he's obviously in the discussion, and he should get serious votes. I don't know if Brady's the MVP. You know, Aaron Rodgers having 40 touchdown passes. Like, can you give a guy the MVP if he throws 28 and another guy throws 40? But then it's like, well, the Patriots also a 14-2, and two, Green Bay's 10-6. and six. But then if you're going to go by record and you're going to go by you know, how much a guy means to a team, I just feel like Ezekiel Elliott has been such an unstoppable force all year long. I just feel like you've got to give him the MVP. I, people throwing Matt Ryan in there, but they're 11-5. and five. Look, if you're going by record and player importance to a team combined with numbers, Tom Brady's at the top. Ezekiel Elliott's at the top. I think you got Aaron Rodgers involved, Matt Ryan involved. Um, but ultimately, one and two, in no specific order, Brady, Ezekiel, Elliott. Those are my top two for MVP, the MVP race. I just, what Elliott's, and not to say that what Brady's done hasn't been special. It has. And you know how high I am on Tom Brady. He's the greatest of all time. But I just feel like, Ezekiel Elliott, every single game that Dallas has won, all 13, Ezekiel Elliott was like a major fact. I, I just, I, to me, Elliott's the MVP. And I gave him that three weeks ago. Um, that, I don't, I'm not trying to t- 